There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. I'm your host, Shay. Joined today, once again, by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? Very exciting day. Very happy to be here on this lovely podcast today. Lots to talk about. Yep. The Third Party is your weekly Apex Legends podcast, except not really, because now we post twice a week every week. Special circumstances. Special circumstances, but it's been really enjoyable to interact with you guys. Going over another mailbag today. Uh, if you ever want to get your questions submitted for a mailbag, uh, we usually put up a poll on Instagram at Third Party Pod. Feel free to shoot us one in the emails, the thirdpartypod at gmail.com. And if you want to guarantee your question is answered, leave a five star review in iTunes and with your question, and we'll make sure we get into it. But with that, let's just jump right into the mailbag. First question, Henry, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, this is coming from that person, Do, who left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Uh, And the question is, I'm a level 99, and one of my brother's friends is a level 60, but has almost twice the kills. I play Wraith and have about 1K lifetime games, but only 500 kills. How can you help me get more kills and wins? I've watched many videos, but none of them seem to be working. I love your guys' podcasts and how you interact with your listeners. Uh, that person do a uh, great question. You know, that's what we're all trying to figure out. You know, how did he get more kills and more wins? You know, the caveat to start is apex is a tough, tough game and it's going to take a long time to improve. I mean, we, our first 1000 games did not go very well. Like we started off really strong in the game, but as people, you know, adjusted and stuff, it's a steep learning curve. Um, I don't want to just give generic advice. Obviously, everyone can like watch the videos and see that like, you know, practice your aim and play go smarter, that range, kind of stuff. Blah, go to the firing range, blah. which is all good advice. Mm-hmm. I would say all those things are true. Um, but yeah, do you have anything just off the top of your head? It takes time. You know, uh, I think a really good thing that we can all do to kind of refine our game a little bit is to take inventory of how you play when you play at your best. Uh, This is something that I try to do. And really what this will tell you is what legend should you be? Uh, You know, a lot of players choose their legend uh, based on who they think is going to be the most OP or who they think is the coolest. Um, But if that legend isn't going to fit your skill set and your play style in general, you're going to struggle and you're not going to be able to perform uh, at your very best. Uh, to kind of give an example of this, if you are playing at your best and you hit headshots from 300 meters away with a sniper, then, you know, that's going to affect your legend decision. Maybe you want to do a long range legend like Gibraltar with an mm-hmm. arm shield, uh, Lifeline, who kind of does better at playing at a range, maybe even Bangalore. Uh, but if you play at your best and you're really hot on the sticks and you are all up close and all about the movement, then playing someone like Wraith can be. Uh, definitely to your advantage or even octane yeah i think those are good points picking your legend is really important and part i mean i will say though on the other hand is like the best players in this game can hop in and be any legend and go off like you'll see a lot of these pro players they got the 20k and the 4k badge uh you know without with every legend and so really Apex is an incredibly strategic game, and the rule that I think kind of took us to the next level when we were first starting to play Apex was 
we wanted to first only engage people when they were weak. So third partying them. Hence name the name of the, of the podcast. <laughs> and the other thing was do whatever you can so your first shot at someone is in the back. And yeah. really what that means is you just have to think the game at an incredibly high level. And that's something that takes time, especially now that we have two maps and you're somewhat new to joining the game. Being able to understand all the maps and the ways in which you can alter, alter the terrain into your favor to really take advantage of that. Because if you can fire your first couple of shots in someone's back and force them to turn around, you'll win that gunfight most of the time. Um, the other quick tip I will give if you really want to take the time to improve, it's something I've felt has really helped me in my one-on-ones, but it, it can be kind of tough to you know, play with in general, is I switched my uh, crouch button to toggle instead of hold, which pretty much means that you'll automatically bounce back up and down if you press the stick over and over and over again, or the button, or the uh, paddle, depending on where you have crouch linked to. And having that movement when you're just in a one-on-one fight can make you a lot harder to hit, with the caveat that it's a lot harder to, you know, hold the button down whenever you want to crouch and walk around. For sure. I think that's really good stuff. You know, I think that you're right and that, you know, some of the best pro players and streamers can, you know, perform with any legend. Uh, And that's because they're just well-rounded. They got all Mm -hmm. the skills. But for most players, I think that you should play to your skills and you should have your legend play to your strengths. Don't try to fit yourself into a specific legend. Like, let a legend fit to you. And I think you're going to have a lot more success almost right away. I think there's a a legend for everyone as well out there. Like, for the most part. And last, you know, if you can play with people that you know and be on mics, that's going to help you in this game a ton. And if anybody is ever struggling to find teammates, uh, we have a lot of people that are wanting to play with us now. And we're trying to play with as many of you as possible. But if you guys ever want to send us your gamer tags or anything, we will happily share them out on the podcast and see if we can get some of you guys all together and partied up as some partiers. Yeah, that'd be great. Next question coming in from Luke Meyer. Do you think the new SMG, the Volt, will counter out the R99? Yeah, I want it to. Like, is, yeah. is that a good enough answer? Like, I don't, it's hard to say. Um, I would love it to. I would love the SMG meta to be switched up. Uh, the R99 is very much the notion to be the top dog, even though the Prowler is an absolutely amazing gun. Don't sleep on the Prowler. Don't sleep on the Prowler. Um, I would love the Volt to come and shake us up. I think it has the potential to as well. Yeah, I think we're both super excited about the Volt. Uh, we both used it in Titanfall 2. Um, it's a very fun gun, at least how it was modeled in that game. Um, and if it's potentially another energy gun that it may uh, be, that'd be really great because right now we only have two of them yeah. and that'd kind of be a, a completely new addition to the SMG class. So, you know, will it counter out the R99? Maybe, maybe not. Will it counter the R99? It better. I hope like, so. It better yeah. be able to tango a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. The energy weapons have the very cool feature of not having any bullet drop. and yeah. So that could be something that could be really nice is picking up a Volt, which is technically an SMG, but being able to use it at long range, depending on whatever the recoil pattern is for it. Yeah, that's a really good point to keep in mind. Next question is coming from Chase, and it is, what are your thoughts on opening a custom lobby for friend parties? Uh, This is a 
super cool thing that we've been really interested in for a while. Yeah, I'll give my opinion if you want to speak to the whole general esports reasoning for this because you've dived into that a lot. But yeah. um, I would love for this to happen. It's something that probably won't be coming anytime soon uh, to Apex. I think the first, you know, hurdle we have to you know cross is crossplay and having that yeah. feature available for everyone. Um, yeah. Do you want to speak a little bit on the esports aspect of it? Yeah, I think that this is a feature that would really help uh, Apex uh, in general. Uh, what you're asking me to refer to is kind of just the complexities that battle royales face in esports. Is yeah, that what you're talking about? One. Yeah, it's very tough because of the randomly generated uh, nature of the game, as well as just there isn't an ability to have a private match. Um, so it's really hard to organize tournaments unless it's sponsored by Respawn and EA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, this would really help the esports scene as well as the streamer scene. It would help us because we'd be able to, you know, control tournaments and games just with our listeners, which would be super cool. Um, so I think in general, I'm for it. What yeah, about you? I would love to have it. I think it's something that I don't know if it's coming because... Respawn having the ability to control the tournaments right now puts an emphasis on actually watching the big Apex Legends Global series and stuff, and we'll see. I, it could be something that comes eventually, though, and would be really cool. I don't know a lot of games that actually have that ability and function right now, so that could be something that separates them for sure. Yeah. Next question, also from Chase. What do you like to carry in your backpack? We're talking ammo, heals, ultimate accelerants, throwables. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's kind of a tough question because you don't always have the bag that you want yeah, to yeah, start yeah. off. So Let's you got to make hard choices. You know, at the beginning of the game, you drop, maybe you find a common bag, of, but you can't find that blue one. I'm putting a heavy emphasis on ammo and healables, and I won't really carry ultimate accelerants unless I'm Watson. Yeah. And I really put throwables on the back burner now until late game. But then once the bag is expanded, uh, I really try and carry, I mean... If there's like 10 squads, maybe I'm going like 180 on the ammo for yep. each gun. And from healables, I always will, I'll really carry as many bats as I can find, honestly, maxing out at like maybe six. Just depends on the armor. Like if you have gold, you're obviously going to want to push a lot more bats and Phoenix kits and med kits. And the last piece of advice I'll give is I'm always dropping med kits for Phoenix kits because, you know, if you're in a situation where you need to use a med kit, you've pretty much lost your shields for that to happen. And so yeah. it's the two-in-one. Because I see a lot of people that will carry, you know, two med kits over a Phoenix kit, and I would disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that we were probably agreed on the the ammo situation. I definitely like to keep three stacks of each of my guns uh, if I'm carrying two. Yeah. Um, For the heals, I kind of stay a little bit away from the Phoenix kits just because they take so long. You know, even though a Phoenix kit uh, is nice and takes up one inventory slot, if I could have two batteries and two med kits that I can kind of put on, uh, you know, incrementally, I kind of like that better when I'm like in a fight. Um, but I'm usually not going to drop a Phoenix if I get it. But mm-hmm. I usually keep it to just one Phoenix, no yeah. two Phoenix. I'll, I'll, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely disagree on this one. I love the Phoenix kits. Okay, good. Yeah, they're purple item you can like them no they're great i mean i get that they do take a long time and that's definitely a penalty i just feel like most of the time if you've gotten hit to the point where you need to pop a med kit um you're not gonna be saved by having 
a shield battery or a med kit only. And if you can't get that Phoenix kit off, you're probably already going to be dead for the most part. And speaking to the ultimate accelerants, that is very much dependent on the character I'm playing. I've been playing a lot of caustic lately, and I do find myself carrying more ultimate accelerants than I normally did playing like Pathfinder for sure. This ultimate's really good. And I think, you know, I may have said this in the past, but Gibraltar no longer needs ultimate accelerants. Yeah. I really do not use them unless it's very late in the game and I kind of just stumble upon one it's not a priority for me at all just because it's so so fast yeah but who i am using ultimate accelerants uh with and you might gas me a little bit but with bloodhound i nothing wrong with that i like his ultimate and i think that the charge up time on it is worth an ultimate accelerant uh, so if i'm not playing with a watson or you know there's some spare i'll definitely uh use those for bloodhound awesome yeah next question is coming from mike what do you think of the new teaser with labs yeah, so this is pretty much a key card that has the Ares Division logo on it from Titanfall. Um, this is kind of the the organization that was responsible for experimenting on Wraith. Uh, so definitely this is a crossover point. Uh, we've seen a little bit of from Ares already. Uh, but when you interact with this key card, you pick it up and a voice line triggers more sub-level rooms, connections, where, ground entry level, Sing Labs. Um, so this is kind of exciting. Uh, a little yeah. bit of this has been leaked out. Um, but uh, something to keep in mind is Shrutgold, the data miner, uh, has revealed that there uh, may be multiple of these key cards before the release of Season 5. So this is just one piece to a larger puzzle. Yeah, it's looking like from everything I've heard and read is that we're going to be seeing two more of these. Uh, the next one's going to come out on Sunday and then another one potentially on Tuesday or Wednesday. And we'll get those two, and then we might get an actual in-game teaser of what Loba is at some point in the game. So that's yeah. kind of the structure and format I've learned a little bit about. Yeah. It's cool. I love that they do this, for sure. And things are already changing from our last episode and our expectations of Season 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely starting to sound like we won't be getting a new map, uh, but you know, whoever knows what's really going down. Uh, but kind of more changes to King's Canyon and potentially World's Edge as well. Yeah, I feel like that was something we never even thought of. And like we were all in on the new map or King's Canyon is getting a change. Yeah. And I, there's definitely a potential for them to just make big changes to both maps instead. Yeah. And that'd be kind of cool as well. Yeah. Uh, next question is coming from Jordan. Do you think there should be more attachments for shotguns? Great question. Great question, Jordan. Um, I mean, what, what kind of attachments do you think we could have just off the top of your head so, outside of like hop ups though? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, cause I don't okay, think we're going to okay, see okay. the addition of like, yeah, there's no okay, gun that one. has two, you can attach two hop ups at the same time. Yeah. To it. Yeah. I think, uh, putting a barrel on it to increase the range, mm-hmm. uh, could be pretty cool. Uh, just because I, you know, if you've listened to the third party, you know that Henry does not really use the shotgun. He's not a shotgun guy. Um, you know, and if I could increase the range on the shotgun, I would like that. I, w- I think if I might use If you could turn your shotgun bit. into an assault rifle yeah. or a sniper, you would like it. That's yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, an extended mag would also be kind of nice. Agreed. Um, you know, how that really works in real life, I'm not really sure. But, you know, with the Eva, it makes some sense. Pop a bigger drum on there, but Peacekeeper is kind of tricky. But yeah, you know, shotguns have been so tricky in this game in general. You know, the Peacekeeper has been a part of the meta since 
like the launch of the game. Um, and they've gone through a lot of changes, both the Eva and the Peacekeeper. Um, in my opinion, they're not worth using. So don't not sleep on the shotguns. Eva with double tap and the bolt is really nice. And the yeah. Peacekeeper is fine in public matches. It just need. I just feel like some more attachments is not a bad idea. Like if we could make them a bit more usable for guys like me, be better for the game. Yeah, you hate it though when those really good players run up on you with the peacekeeper that has even more attachments now. The peacekeeper does seven damage when I use it, and one hundred and ten when Apex Predator number eleven uses it on you. Don't even talk to me about that. Okay. Next question coming from Lewis. Do you think Apex will cross over with movies like Fortnite does? You got an opinion about this. I do. Um, that was one of the coolest things about Fortnite is how much they cross over with movies and stuff. And I absolutely love that they do it. Um, I don't think Apex has the ability to do it from the fa- standard that they have this existing universe and lore already. Fortnite is kind of like a... You know, you can just insert whatever you want there. That's kind of just the sandbox that they've created, and it's really cool. Um, I think the closest thing we'll see to this in Apex is, like, you know, inspired skins. And so, like, we have the Mirage Folklore skin, which is very much pulls from the Iron Man uh, skin. But, you know, I think during the first Crown Collection event that came out around the time Game of Thrones was really popular, and I think there was definitely a connection and overlap with that. I just don't think we'll ever see any direct like movie agreements where you'll be John Wick or Deadpool in yeah. Apex. And those are cool, but I, I think that the Titanfall universe and the Apex world is even cooler. Yeah. Like, I like it how it, it is. It's I, just that we have legends and yeah. stuff, so it's not like you could be Bloodhound and then completely rework him to look like somebody else unfortunately next question is from pepsi versus coke do you like the new young blood skin yeah is it even a question i chose Uh, to get the other one yeah you did and i think that one's cool i think you kind of did that because the other one was so popular maybe yeah it definitely got to stand out a little bit the thing i love most about the young blood skin is the unique loading uh, screen animation that comes oh. with it when you pick Bloodhound and it's really cool with the charge rifle. That's a deal. But yeah I think that they've done a great job with their uh, unique town takeover skins for each character that's done it and I hope they continue to do that. It's a really cool looking skin. I don't know if it's worth uh, 20 bucks. I only spent 10 to get because I already had the coins so yeah it's tough. Question asked and answered. For sure. Boom. Next question. Coming from Rajamir, how is Apex Legends more fun rather than any other games out there? What do you think? Uh, the question is, how is it more fun? Uh, well, movement, for sure. Uh, you know, comparing it to every game out there, comparing it to, you know, FIFA, Modern Warfare, Ghost Recon, like every game known. Wildlands will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, why is this game above all the rest? Why have you played over a month of your time in your life over the course of the last year on Apex? I was thinking about this. So pretty much before Apex, definitely played a lot of Call of Duty. I enjoyed Titanfall, yada, yada, yada. That's enough story. Um, When you're playing other games, 
uh, especially shooter games, if there is uh, the equivalent of an apex predator in your lobby, the game is over. Like, it is so hard to turn the tides on even one or two really good players in a game like Call of Duty. In Apex, you can see that the champion, you know, has 10,000 kills and still go into the game and have fun because Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily your problem and they could get taken care of by somebody else or lots of somebody else's. So I feel like I'm still playing Apex because every single game, I think I have a shot to be the champion. And I like that. Yeah, it's a very Battle Royale-specific thing, though. So explain to me why you like Apex compared to some of the other Battle Royales out there. I think I choose Apex over the other options because I love how it looks. Mm -hmm. I love the lore. Uh, I love all the weapons because I'm very uh, aware of them from Titanfall. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, you know, the legends and the movement of the game, I really enjoy. Yeah. I'll this just, isn't a hard question. I feel like, yeah. I, I'll I don't second know. everything not... you said, um, and I'll just emphasize even more so, is the movement is so unique, and no game plays at the pace that Apex does, and playing any other game now feels incredibly boring because yeah. of it. And that's really the reason and the lore. Those are the two things. I'll also add as a cherry, this game is hard. It challenges me every single day. Mm-hmm. Like it, that is something that brings me back to the game day after day because, you know, it's fun. I'm challenged. Every gunfight can be different with all the legends and the inventory. Like we'll have games where we don't have any healables and that affects our whole game because yeah. it's random and we can still play good, uh, but it's definitely going to be different every game. And I think that's cool. Agreed. Agreed. Next question is coming from Bubba Johnson. Do you think you should be able to grapple down teammates to safety? So this is coming from a Pathfinder perspective. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. I mean, I don't know how many situations you'd actually use it in. I don't think the grapple's really long enough where you would be pulling your teammates to safety a lot of the time. But if he had the ability, I think so many legends now have all of these like just extra abilities. And so I wouldn't mind something like this for sure for Pathfinder. Yeah, you know, recently I've been talking a lot about kind of changes to Octane and maybe uh, him being able to pick up down teammates and bring them to safety. Yeah. Kind of like in a break point. Ghost Recon. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like this idea too. My only concern is this is not how the grapple has traditionally worked. Yeah. Um, it's not Pathfinder like secures himself into the ground and puts down some clamps to pull things towards him he pulls himself to the anchor of the grapple That's so a good point. it would kind of need a rework or maybe a different control command i'm not really sure um, maybe it would just you know change when you grapple your teammates but it'd be interesting it yeah. is a reversal on how the grapple uh, works currently yeah i like the idea i like the thought next question coming from crispy waffles Oh man, is this really a question? It is. Doesn't Gibraltar deserve another buff? Ah! Of course he does. He has the biggest hitbox by a mile. <laughs> You're killing me, man. The poor guy can't even walk around without getting all these shields <laughs> oh taken Oh my out. goodness. Gibraltar. Oh, I don't want to just like sound like a broken record, but... <laughs> 
he's so good and he has so many abilities he's an attacker he's a defender he's a healer i gotta start thinking of more buffs for gibraltar no you don't it's kind of hard to get a new angle <laughs> what else on could him. you add to what him? else could you do i mean maybe just give him some gibraltar traps they kind of act like caustic that's traps idea, but they're Shay. better probably yeah that's a good idea I Being don't. able to move the dome shield could be cool. Oh my god! <laughs> like if you could move it while underneath it to kind of like move up like a Trojan horse almost. That'd be it's cool. not a Trojan horse, but and everybody could see you. It could be. <laughs> no, I don't really think Gibraltar needs any more buffs. No, but, you know, I yeah, I was really expecting them to take him down a couple of pegs and have to switch up, but. I'm still going strong as Gibraltar. It's hilarious playing with you because you'll like choose some other legends. You'll play like three or four games with somebody else and then you'll be like, man, I can't do that anymore. And then just goes back to Gibraltar and there comes the 2,500 damage. If I I do anything else than Gibraltar with the G7 and Prowler Select, I'm not performing at my best. (laughs) Like I can mess around a little bit. Uh, don't tell anybody, but I'm kind of starting to lean towards the Hemlock or the G7. Yeah. No hate on the G7, but... Don't man. tell anybody, but Caustic's my best legend now. Definitely keep that on the down low. Oh my Goodness. gosh. Your average damage with him is <laughs> kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I've been, been performing. That's right. The win percentage with him is really good. Okay, Caustic is great. Gibraltar does not need another buff. Answered. Answered. Next question is coming from Mr. and Mrs. Help me out, Shay. Sepulveda. Nailed it. What do you think of a pilot legend from Titanfall 2 with strictly movement specials? Love it. I like the idea too. We've been, I think, on the podcast and off the podcast talking about the idea of double jumps and wall runs. Um, these are all cool things uh, that I could see coming into the game and being a pretty fun mechanic. Double jump would just be an insane mechanic in this game and would be so cool. And I would love to see a pilot legend and kind of just like how much lore they have to pull from a pilot would be so cool. Like, oh yeah. man, how did he survive the war? Why is he or she at the Apex Games now? And I think that'd be a really, really cool thing to dive into. But Yeah, would be an incredibly effective character, in my opinion. I agree. There's no doubt in my mind that it would be very cool. But a reminder to the listeners, uh, the pilots in Titanfall uh, were not your average Joe. They were Uh, amazing. They were a next uh, version of everyone else. Really functioning at a very high level. One hit melee kill. Uh, Like, they were very elite soldiers so that's how they set it up is pretty much these are the best of the best in the entire universe exactly so So it's like bring one of those guys into the apex games and i think you'll be seeing a rework of the meta i think that's right and you know yeah it would be unfair it would be unfair because the pilots are too op but you know the best legends in this game maximize movement you know like Movement is everything in this game, all the tacticals. And so if you give someone a fully movement-oriented kit, uh, they're going to perform very well. Especially like, with the top players. The top players yeah, will be able to level, abuse that. It will be uh, very much exploited. And for those reasons, I don't think that it's going to be coming to Apex. 
but boy, would it be cool. I think the closest thing we could see maybe a pilot legend of some sort from a lore perspective. I don't think we'll get like a pilot kit though. I think if we get wall running or something like that, it'll be everybody has the ability to, whether it be like an attachment or a hop up or something like that. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be very, yeah, this is kind of a tangent now, but I'm going with it. The, the wall running is a big question. I like wall running. You like it. We both like Titanfall, mm-hmm. but wall running and double jumping pretty much broke the Call of Duty uh, community. Yeah, when like, it came out. Big time rebellion uh, on that front. And so I worry that that kind of change to this game uh, would get a lot of backlash, even though I think that it was pulled off in Titanfall. Um, I just worry. I will just say a lot of the Titanfall maps were built for that kit, though. That's and stuff. a fact. Like, they were built for wall running, and so I don't know how effective it would be here, like, in these maps specifically, just because, like, all the buildings in Kings Canyon, if you were going to wall run on them, you'll run into something. Like, yeah. the surfaces aren't flat or anything like that. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see for sure. Next question is coming from Frost. Is Bloodhound the best recon legend compared to pathfinder and crypto i first off first off i think you know pathfinder is a recon legend by class standard and definition um i think we would both agree if we were actually if we're just ranking recon legends as how they are right now we would put pathfinder at the top um but neither of us really see him as a recon legend because he doesn't really have any recon abilities outside of the survey beacon which is not even close to the same way in which bloodhound and crypto complete compete yeah i think it's more of a bloodhound versus crypto and pathfinder he's already been reclassed once and he'll probably be reclassed again honestly i think he's gonna hit all of them except for defense who knows maybe maybe pathfinder will get a shield now there, now we're talking about a passive. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We cracked the code. A double arm shield. Yeah, it's one on we'll each ha- arm. Yeah. It's fifty health each. He could pull it off. It's a good look. <laughs> but yeah, how about let's just say then let's compare Bloodhound to Crypto. Yeah. Why don't you make the argument for Bloodhound? Okay. Because you've played a lot more of him than I, and I'll make the argument for Crypto because I've played a pretty good amount of him. Fair enough. Uh, I will start my opening statement by saying. This is a really fair fight. I really think that these uh, are a very balanced class. I think the recon class, aside from Pathfinder, uh, you can do good on both. Um, But in advancing Bloodhound to take the championship here, um, first off with his passive, not a bad passive. You know, being able to really track people is pretty effective. Uh, You know, I think that it may need to get tweaked in order to really be a top tier passive like Uh, the million that lifeline has Uh, (laughs) but uh it's pretty cool pretty cool better than nothing uh the tactical right now unquestioned amazing tactical um has a really fast cooldown it's really big i think it's really effective at not only chasing down teams but kind of preventing a third party and then i've been really enjoying the ultimate of bloodhound um it has a very long duration especially if you're getting knocks and extending it um, it is quite loud, uh, but the movement that you get and being able to couple it with a caustic ultimate or Bangalore smoke on top really makes Bloodhound a very high performer uh, with his ultimate. Yeah, I think those are all valid points. And I'll, 
I'm taking the crypto side, but I will honestly say that if I'm solo queuing, uh, so I'm playing by myself with people, and I was choosing between these two, I would probably pick Bloodhound most of the time. Of course. If you're trying to play crypto by yourself, that's tough. He's so much support oriented. Yeah. And so like the first argument I'll make in favor of crypto is just that he is incredibly good as a team character. Obviously the drone is his tactical and obviously the ability to just see people where they are and such is incredibly effective. Um, it really has helped a lot with like when to engage. Should we third party now and all that kind of thing. And then I'll say, like, he has a lot of abilities that are not really explained well. Like, he can look at the banners when he's in the drone, and you can see how many squads are in the area, which is maybe my favorite ability and one of the most used things when I play crypto. It's really nice to pay attention to. Yeah, and then also just the ability to grab banners if your teammates do go down is a really nice thing, because most of the time people will camp the banners if you kill two people or one person, and... So being able to just grab that real quick without putting your life at risk is kind of nice. And then I'm a huge fan of the Crypto Ultimate. I think not only stunning people like it's been an Arc Star, but taking off uh, 50 of the shields is really big. And if you can couple that correctly with Wraith to get right into the fight, it's a pretty devastating combo if you're hitting everybody for, you know, 50 less than they would be at full speed. I think these are both really good legends. And it just depends on kind of your play style because as they are both recon legends, they play very differently. Um, and if you have a good team, I think I would lean crypto a lot of the time, but do not like sleep on Bloodhound at all. As amazing legend as well and can very well fit in there. It just really comes down to play style to me. Yeah, I'll also just cap it off and say both ultimates are very hard to pull off. Yeah. Um, Placing the crypto ultimate and being able to really clap them right afterwards uh, is hard to pull off. I don't see it done a lot. That's why you have um, to have a team to do it. Yeah, it, you really have to be functioning uh, really as a team. Uh, and then even the Bloodhound ultimate is really tough uh, just because it's kind of overwhelming. You definitely are going in like Rambo all by and yourself. I always sometimes. lose track of my shields and health when I'm in the ultimate. With yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. Last question today coming from Lane Lindsay. Uh, I heard you guys don't like the Spitfire from one of our uh, previous episodes. Why is that? A little bit of a clarification. Yeah. Um, Spitfire is a great gun off the drop when nobody has any armor. And then I normally look to drop it as soon as possible. And I'll give my reasoning. I don't know if ours is the same, but it's kind of got an insane recoil pattern after a little bit. So really tough to hit people at medium to long range the damage per second isn't really good especially when compared to the flatline the prowler the hemlock the other guns in its class i just feel like when i have a spitfire a lot of the times i'm carrying it so that way i can hold the attachments and the ammo to get another gun in the heavy class because i like them so much more and the versatility and roles that they offer yeah, I think a lot of people get really excited about the clip size on the Spitfire and kind of overlook the damage per round and the just disastrous recoil pattern. Um, even though you have more bullets, you're going to miss a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, I'll also say that Apex in general uh, doesn't really have a great uh, LMG class. 
Um, yeah. Compared to other games, whether it be Modern Warfare or even Titanfall and Titanfall 2, um, the LMGs don't really do what you'd expect them to do. They're not really medium to long range weapons. They really pack a punch. Yeah. Um, you have to use both the L-Star and the Spitfire at really close range. That's just kind of a command based on how the games function. And if you get up close with somebody, Spitfire versus Peacekeeper, Spitfire versus Prowler, you lose. Versus Flatline. Yeah. It, yeah. It just, you kind of lose. So, you know, I don't want to talk bad about anything in this game, but I think <laughs> if you were to ask me, you know, should I drop the Spitfire for any other heavy gun? I would probably say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only caveat to that is it's a nice gun when you're starting to learn the game. And just because there is a lot of bullets, but like you're saying, it's hard to hit all those bullets and it's just a tough gun to use and doesn't really stack up to the, its competition within the class. Another thing that I was saying earlier to you off air was the reload speed can really cook you. Yeah. Like you have more bullets, but you know, that's not always going to last the whole fight. And if you do have to reload, that can hurt. Nice. Yeah. So we asked you guys for some weapon attachment ideas on the Instagram, and we got back some really cool answers. And so we just want to go over a couple of them before we sign off here. So take it away. Cool. So Jonah W. Tanner started off with a cool idea to kind of replace or maybe add on to the hammer point attachment uh, for the P2020 in the Mozambique, and it is akimbo or dual-wielding weapons. If I could have dual-wielding P2020 hammer point. With hammer point. With hammer point. Double, oh att- my double goodness. hop up. I would, I would run with that. That would be amazing. That, yeah, that'd be fun. Akimbo is a very cool thing that could be added to the game, and yeah. just the whole dual-wielding element in general. And honestly, if they just added it to the Mozambique, I think that would be fun and somewhat more viable. Yeah. yeah. You know, Respawn and the designers have kind of came out and said they they want to have a progressive weapon tiering system yeah some guns are just better than others and they want that in so Mm -hmm. you drop and you are going to be switching up your weapons and attachments in game it's kind of part of what they want um but kind of also to preface this kind of creativity new weapon attachments it's a balance because you want to create a hop up that is usable meaning that it's worth picking up, it's worth using, uh, but it can't destroy the entire game. It's not overpowered like the April Fool's Mozambique. Yeah, and you know we've seen so much in Apex throughout its lifetime with hop-ups coming and going because of this reason. You know, we've seen the Skull Piercer go, we've seen Disruptor Rounds go. Um, That's kind of tough to see these kind of balancing things come and go, Uh, but it's also fun to kind of shake up the meta and see how things are change and weapons are you know taken to a whole nother level uh so i definitely think this is a fun exercise to do and uh, especially now because we believe we're going to be getting a new uh hop up in season five yeah, so some of these surprised. ideas could come to the big screen yeah if we didn't get one that would be that'd be very surprising be a shock and to point out we only have one gold hop up right now yeah anvil rounds so i'm definitely seeing some sort of gold hop up coming in soon that'd be cool next concepts from mike uh, bullets increase damage and fire rate as magazines get lower. That's a cool idea. Um, it's one of those ones where it's like give or take if you would actually use it because increasing fire rate as the magazine gets lower, 
can kind of be dangerous if you miss those last couple shots yeah, or something. So I, that's what I like about this one is that there is a give and take to it, and it's not just like a, this would be amazing all the time. I like this idea, and I think it's something that you could even put on, uh, put on the Spitfire. Put on a sniper. Put on a sniper. Fast rate of fire. Pop, pop. Pop, pop with the last two like shots. Yeah. I kind of like I it. I like it. Next one's coming from Blake. An item that allows you to passively heal. Yeah, I think this would be cool and might actually happen if we didn't have Octane in the game. I don't think we're ever going to get like a, you know, ability that is just like directly steals. Popping somebody, yeah. I mean, we get the gold arm with Lifeline, but Lifeline has so many passives and stuff. So it's like... She has a monopoly on everything. Yeah, so it's not as big of a deal. Um, Cool concept though, for sure. Yeah. Next one's coming from Ridley Magnetic Rounds. Bullets would curve towards enemies, but have very much decreased damage. I had a strong reaction to this one yeah, when I did. read it. I was like, oh my goodness. We, controller people already get blasted for aim assist. So I'm like, imagine if you had rounds that literally were moving aim assist. Yeah, I, I kind of envision this as, you know, it probably won't happen. But I do want to give some credit to the idea. If you put this on light weapons yeah. and, you know, stuck it so that you couldn't even get a headshot, it was just magnetically to the chest be cool. and did like, you know, single digits damage. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to be able to not really worry about the recoil of those light weapons and just kind of shoot them. Yeah, be cool. Be kind of fun. It'd be fun sometimes and it'd be horrible to get killed by. Next uh, idea is coming from 3Pac. Speed reloader for shotguns. I like this idea. Yeah, this was, maybe this would be a good switch up for the shotguns. I think yeah. it would be effective and needed. This could even, you know, be a hop up for sure, uh, but it could also be an attachment just for the Peacekeeper. Yeah. Like being able to change out the mag for, you know, just a, a round of uh, extra bullets. Kind of cool idea. I like it a lot. And next one's coming from Coulter. Something for a fire rate increase for LMGs so that the Spitfire and L-Star are usable. This is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, you know, it'd be really cool to get a hop-up for uh, the LMGs in this game. Yeah, the LMGs really need a hop-up, and this would be something that would be effective, I think, and could actually bring the Spitfire up into the meta if the fire rate was increased. Yeah, No doubt that it would be really good. Yeah, for sure. that's what we're saying, that it should happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's not the end of the world if a gun becomes really good one season because i trust the data will prevail and bring all things back yeah next one's coming from pathfinder 742 hop up for the r99 that allows you to alternate to a three round burst mode with higher damage (laughs) higher damage you had a great reaction to this one i did (laughs) pretty much everybody wants the best of both worlds everyone wants to be gibraltar Everybody wants to be like Hannah Montana. <laughs> oh, you want to have the R99 and you want to have the Hemlock. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I do too. I That's think the hop up should just add single fire while we're at it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It'd be cool if, you know, more weapons had an alternate fire mode. Be kind of cool. It would be cool. I definitely think that it's it's cool that the prowler has it Mm -hmm. i wonder like what guns it theoretically could be put on that would change the way it's played because i don't think the r99 would actually like be changed a lot by this it has significant recoil and the rate of fire is pretty hard to control for most people close for most people so what if you could use it at medium range 
We don't. I don't think a hopper is going to come into the game and just replace a weapon oh. and say all you need to do is carry one R99 now. We don't have a burst light gun, though. We don't have Something a burst new. light gun. Maybe we could put it on the R301. That'd be cool, too. The RE45. We kind of have burst on the uh, G7 now that I think about it. Double tap, yeah. Well, That's true. Cool idea, Pathfinder. I like it. Anyways, the last point from this meta uh, and the hop-ups that we gathered were there were three responses calling for the return of the turbocharger. I think if you're asking for the turbocharger to come back, you haven't really used the Havoc as of late. The Havoc is so broken right now. <laughs> it is so incredibly good. It's really fun to use. It just melts people. It's definitely going to get knocked down a tier coming in this next season and update. Uh, and keep in mind, all you turbocharger lovers, the turbocharger is on a gold weapon right now. Uh, it's definitely still in the game. Uh, rate of fire on you know the Havoc and the Devotion, still strong. So don't think that just because you lost that hop up, that the guns aren't good. Uh, it's definitely better to not have to find a gold hop up and just pick up a, a <laughs> plain old Havoc and it shreds. It just destroys. It's so good right now. Yeah. Havoc plus cost, that's the key to success. You heard it here first, folks. Any other thoughts? That's all for today. Thank you guys for listening so much. Please subscribe if you're on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. If you want your question to be answered, guaranteed, leave a five-star review on Apple Pods with your question. This is the first podcast where we actually had to leave out a couple of questions, and so we're really sorry for that. Just did not have the time for it. So yeah, make sure to leave that five-star review to guarantee your question to be answered. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We try to interact with everybody on there. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>